Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Brian D, and I'm an addict. Um, my clean date is November 7th, 2020. My home group is the Wednesday evening High Wycom uh, online meeting, which can be found through the NAUK website. 20th of July, forgiveness sets us free. Forgiving is its own reward. We start to find peace within ourselves. When we are free of guilt, shame and resentment, our minds can be still. Living clean, chapter 7, love. Self-righteous indignation used to be its own reward. We were uplifted by intolerance of other points of view. Mad rage was addictive. No one was going to stop us from reaping its choice benefits. Isolating ourselves from others, a free pass to gossip, fortifying our side against the person who wronged us, and of course, a thousand more reasons to get high. A member shared, why would I want to forgive when that adrenaline rush of righteous anger felt so damn good? But what do we really gain by being right? It's a distraction from the real problems. All the hard work we put into staying angry at others could be used to improve ourselves. And like drugs, the initial rush of self-righteous indignation wears off, exposing the shame and guilt lurking below the surface. I need more just to say well, the member continued. A thousand hits of justified anger weren't enough. We end up alone, obsessing over our guilt, shame and resentments, stoking a fire of fixation no one is tending to but us. Through the process of recovery, we can let go of reacting to every injustice we experience or think we do. That's a bit of relief right there. Beyond that, we seek to forgive and do the work required to let go of resentments. The rewards are far more satisfying and long-lasting. We become more content with minding our own business and less inclined to keep tabs on the behavior of others. We actively try to love them instead, or at least try to understand them. A lot can be said for offloading the resentments we've lugged around forever. There's so much freedom in that. There's lightness and even some ease in walking through life. For many of us, forgiving others does get easier over time, not least because we have experienced its rewards. I know what it's like to be imprisoned in a deep, dark hole of anger and self-righteousness, the member went on. But freedom ain't free, and a lot of times the price of freedom is forgiveness. Who in my life have I forgiven or at least started to? And what has that been like? How might my life be different if I continued down this path? Thank you for letting me read. Radical. All right, folks, welcome back, everybody. This is July 20th, and we're here with Andrew G. What's up, Andrew? What's happening, Douglas? I'm glad you can make it, bro. Can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout-out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my name's Andrew G. My clean date is May 16th, 2008. Um, 10 meetings in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, I got two home groups. My in-person is no matter what on Monday nights in Atlanta and uh, got an online Zoom home group Saturday mornings out of the UK called uh, Clean and Serene. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, bro. And 
We're going to transition to the reading now. So could you share your thoughts on forgiveness sets us free? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I, I felt uh, very much like H.P. Thickness one for me, man, talking about uh, self-righteous indignation. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, that is like, that's long time. It always shows up on uh, four through seven for me, that self-righteous indignation. Um, and like going back to when I was still out there using, right, like being angry and being right is a power play for me. You know, um, like I'm very comfortable and very familiar being a victim. Um, and uh, and like it, it's a place where I can act out and I, I always have a reason to say, well, this happened. Well, they did this. Well, she did that. Well, this is the way that I was born, you know. Um, and, that's why, you know, for me, like I felt very comfortable in bottom for a little bit, you know, as comfortable as somebody can be in bottom because it's like, hey, I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm damaged. There's no expectations you know? um, of getting healthy, right? You know, there, there, none yeah. of that. Yeah, I get it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm hurt. Um, you know, yeah. and so coming in here and uh, taking the suggestions, right, like going to meetings and getting a sponsor, working some steps, engaging in the literature, learning how to be of service to other people um, and how to practice these principles, right? Like, like I learn about um, this shit doesn't work for me, you know, being angry, like it feels good. And I love that it talked about it in there that like, that like being angry, it feels good. Right. But, uh, but that hit wears off just like the dope does, man. And like, then I'm just left with me um, and the shame and the guilt, you know, that it talks about of like, when I start using that permission structure of my feelings being hurt to make decisions and act out and start, you know, fuck them and fuck this and fuck that. Um, you know, I, the hangover for that afterwards is I have a lot of guilt and a lot of shame for my actions. Um, and so, you know, for me, I find today that like, I have to be able to practice forgiveness in my life. You know, like I have to be able to show up differently to people. Um, you know, it's something that has really kind of been showing up for me lately over the last, like, I'd say year, 18 months is uh, this phrase, I can't synthesize this stuff, right? Like I don't just show up to uh, to hurt feelings and say like, well, time to forgive. Great. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like I find that like forgiveness for me, just like a lot of other spiritual principles is like, you know, when I do the same things that you guys told me to do when I first got here, you know, about like if I stay close to my network, um, if I go to meetings, if I'm reading the literature, if I'm cultivating a relationship with HP and meditating and praying and stuff like that, then uh, when my feelings get hurt, I become a little bit more willing to forgive, you know, um, and maybe I don't have to go quite so long with, you know, fuck this and fuck them and fuck that before I say, okay. I want to let go. I want freedom today, man. You know, so what does that look like for you, Andrew? Is that, is that, and, and I thought that was really cool how you put, how you put it is like that structure in place of like, do, do, do you have, like, do you identify like a physical response? Like, like you, you, you know, you, you start to feel some anxiety or, you know, like what, what, what kind of kicks off to you to say, hold on, let me take a step back and kind of get into the recovery process. I'm going a little bit down the rabbit hole here. Like you, you, you know what I'm talking about? That setup to where it's like, um, uh, I'm a little bit pissed off. You know, we can step when we're a little bit pissed off, we can kind of take a step back and say, okay, let me evaluate the situation. But the hit is like, if you go a little bit further to like, I'm a lot of pissed off and fuck you and fuck everybody out. That's starting to feel a little bit good for the moment. You know, like what, what, what tells you, Hey, let me take a step back here. Could you, could you walk us through what, what that looks like? Yeah. And, I, you know, man, I think that's something that's always changing based on my current spiritual condition, because um, sometimes it is it is like, oh, man, I feel my pulse elevate. 
you know, and I start thinking like, oh, here it comes. Fuck these people. And I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like I got to pick up the phone. I got to call somebody, you know, like I got to, I got to get kicked out of Red Robin today or something, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and then, you know, sometimes it is like I get uh, two weeks down the road, you know, and I've been waking up at four o'clock in the morning and tossing and turning and instantly how I've been wronged. And, um, you know, and I lose two weeks of my life to, uh, to replan events over and over in my head before I say like, I gotta let this go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's up to me, man. You know? Bro, and you know where the hit is too with that is like, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm glad you bring this up because this is so important is that that replay that you're talking about, it, it doesn't just, it doesn't just um, like still the time that we're replaying, it actually taxes our emotions. Like mm-hmm. when I replay that event of like, you know, hey, you wronged me. So I'm going to replay it at 4 a.m. like you're talking about. Well, I just don't lose that 20 minutes where I'm replaying it. When I replay it, I'm it's actually like it's happening again right like I'm actually reliving it almost right you know the replay is like a relive and then it's like fuck I'm depleted and then I'm hyper focused and then I'm revisiting that throughout the day and it's such a it's such a a a peace thief is what that really Mm. is man you know what it just it just steals it and and here's the and and I guess, I guess we volunteer for that, aren't we? Like we become willing participants when we choose to, is that a choice that we're making, Andrew? Is it, or, are we choosing to replay that or, or how, what does the stop of the replay look like? Like, are we willing participants in this? I don't know, man. That's, I mean, that's a great question. I think sometimes I, I absolutely am. Um, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like masturbation a little bit sometimes. It's like, I can't help it. I, I'm just, I'm going to go for it. You know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna whether you feel it. like it or not. Like that trauma, that trauma feels good to me sometimes, man. And, and like mm. that's that's some sickness. And I, you know, I think the the thing that also st- that popped in my head when you were talking, Douglas, was like, and that peace thief thing. I love that, and that it becomes that like I I want freedom, right? Like I want freedom from my defects. I want freedom from this. Um, and when I wake up a couple of nights at four o'clock in the morning that sometimes like, again, if I'm not doing the stuff that you guys tell me I'm supposed to be doing, um, then I become willing to go look for it somewhere else, you know? Um, and I've had that before in recovery where like I spiral, you know, um, I spiral just like I'm fucked up emotionally. I'm unable to address it. Where can I find it? That's not in the literature, you know, like food, money, sex, right? Mm-hmm. There we go. So, so what? So, so you're seeking a little bit outside. Um, are we saying that's comfort then, or, or we're saying something to hit the pause button on how we're feeling? I think for me that becomes a comfort thing, and then often in my recovery, sometimes that shows up as that's how I have to hit the pause button, right? That like, if I if I get this anger and this resentment and these hurt feelings, and rather than forgive, I seek something outside of myself, you know, I've had it in my recovery where like, I chase that down the rabbit hole for weeks or months before I finally stop and say, whoa, you know, like now I got consequences from this stuff. Like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I finally, when I can wake up, you know, like those are sometimes the things that wake me up of just like, shit, 
man, I got like all these other problems. <laughs> like maybe I need to let some shit go. I need to start getting in the step work, you know? No, that's good, man. Yeah. Yeah. So look at the, the italics at the bottom. We were talking about, Hey, you know, who in my life have I forgiven or at least started to what's it been like? And then it's kind of asking us, what, what would the trajectory be like? You know, if we, if we really rode that forgiveness piece out, um, you have some experience going on now? Is there somebody that you're actively in the process of, you know, of kind of working on some forgiveness? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's funny. And I love that. Uh, what would, how would my life be different? Um, you know, like kind of that thought exercise. Um, for me, it's, it's my parents, man. You know, I got clean at 19 right. years old, um, you know, and, and uh, both of my folks are recovering and um, it was a blessing. And then like over the years, it's kind of, we've grown apart and it's just, things have gotten weird as I became a parent. And um, I found myself at the end of last year, beginning of this year, just full of resentment towards my folks. Um, and I ended up speaking at a, the Georgia Regional Convention for NA about parenting and recovery. Um, and it gave me a lot of time to reflect on, you know, the way that I felt about my parents and just like, I'm carrying all this shit around and like being right doesn't serve me, you know, forgiving mm. serves me. Mm. Yeah. You, that, man, a couple of things that kind of my spirit really responded. It's, it, it, you know, when you said that I've, I've been wanting to put together a little kind of like a little pan or a little four, like four episodes of you know, getting clean young, I got clean the 16. It was cool to hear that you got mm. clean the 19, bro. That's, that's awesome. Like there's, there's, there, there's us who got clean and teenagers still clean doing the damn thing. We're all over the place, man. It's, it's so cool. We do recover. Yeah. Right. Right on, bro. Yeah. And then, but my spirit really responded when you're talking about, and that's just a neat topic that they have parenting and recovery. That's cool. That's really cool. And it's so timely. And one of the, one of the things I share regularly is like, Hey, I'm parenting these two boys. They're, they're going to be 15 and, and, and 13 and it's like man some days i don't i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i have no idea bro i have no idea the cool thing is like they just had a sleepover last night my my house was just full of like you know a bunch of teenagers and i get to be a teenager again right like when that happens it's, it's kind of cool to be able to dip back and then you know it, it it to dip out but bro you know and i'm glad you you brought that up about the parents me too i think that's really relatable you know a lot of us come in with some with some um a lot of hurt a lot of you know a lot of fucked upness is like i like to say you know when it comes to our parents but what i've had to what i've had to do too in addition with that is uh to for to forgive my to forgive my kids and not mm. like to keep score of like hey you were really foul so you know you get the little punishment your phone taken away you know whatever that looks like but to not take it personal and to, and to say, Hey, look, I know this is a confusing time for you, you know, for you kids kind of coming into manhood and be your own person, shit like this, bro. And that's tough, man. But I do experience that freedom and that peace that comes with saying, Hey, look, nothing you could do to make me not love you. We're going to get better. Let's get into the solution. But damn, bro, was it tough? <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard to, you know, when your kids show up exactly the way that they do, like I got a almost five-year-old and three-year-old girls and like, they show up like five and three-year-old girls. And I'm like, what, some days I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, right. you are being who you are, bro. Like that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's a good life, man. It's a good life, you know, getting clean. Did, did, did you think, did you think that like part of your journey and part of your HP's will would be for you like when you were getting clean you know like 19 did, did you think of like damn i'm going to be blessed enough to take care of a couple little humans it's fucking wild man 
it's you know i like i always thought about the family but it's like you have no idea what that entails i had no idea what any of this entailed when i was 19 years old getting clean you know like if i could have arch architected my life back then it would be a total shit show you know um yeah thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast i encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.